This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Sarah Barron's with us again this morning. Hurrah! Hurrah! Thanks for having me back. Now, have listen. Have you got a little jingle for Sarah? Did you oh, have one? Last I have, time? but I've got a big announcement to what? make first. We are not live, so do oh. not text the show. <laughs> so Very honest. Important. So true. You, we don't. We don't. Uh, we don't want your. Um, we don't. You throwing money into a hole. So um, that's why people buy houses. <laughs> so look, um, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram though, still at Frank on the radio. So that's all right. Or you can email the show via Frank at AbsoluteRadio.co.uk. Not everything stops. No. We just don't want to embezzle. We've got an uh, anti-embezzle policy at uh, Absolute. <laughs> don't know if you knew about that, Sarah. So decent it, of you all. Yeah, it's it's good. So look, I'm still. I'm still Standing. throbbing. I'm still throbbing from last oh. night. Um, Sorry, Sarah. Is that a is that a classic Frank Skinner verb choice? Throbbing. Well, I went to the O2 to see <gasps> the King of Shock Rock, yes! Alice Cooper, last night with my ten-year-old, uh, who is the biggest Alice Cooper fan I know. It was really oh. weird to see other people in Alice Cooper t-shirts. I've only seen him. <laughs> In the last 10 years, whatever it's been, he's been into him about two or three years. But anyway, um, you know what? He was brilliant. Alice was. Yeah. I thought, you know, I've seen Alice Cooper before and he was brilliant, but I thought he's 74 now, you know. And I went down and uh, we took a tube and boat. That was how we got there. Romantic arrival. Oh, yeah. When you're a parent and you're taking your kid to see Alice... OK, you're taking your kid to see Alice Cooper... But if you're passing HMS Belfast and the Cotty Sark, you can still do a bit of marine history on the way. <laughs> Don't waste your educational opportunities. When you say you can still, I mean, does anyone other than a school trip ever go to the Cotty Sark? Much as I love it. I um, had a physical experience underneath the Cotty Sark. Absolute oh. radio. Yeah. Saturday, Saturday morning. Well, it could have been anything. It could. You could have sneezed. Exactly. That's a physical exactly. experience. Exactly. So yeah. So I, uh, I sighed slightly as I saw that it's. Um, you felt the journey mast. of life. Yeah. The circle. So um, <sighs> it's also it's impossible to go down the river for me without imagining an overview of the EastEnders map. <laughs> I can't... Because uh, if you remember, there is a little white O2 tucked away in one, yes. one of its little snaky bends. Oh, I, I love that. I've always thought they missed a trick on the merchandising for EastEnders. They should have had a 3D. Yeah. Uh, they should have had, like the sort of land in the background and then maybe six inches ahead of it the the Thames touch sensitive river Thames and one of those things you know at the fair when you go around that bendy wire thing and it goes <laughs> every time you touch it they could have that could have been the Thames what a piece of merchandising and every time you touch the the, the Thames it goes <laughs> <laughs> oh I would have bought that what? Oh, speak, speaking of merch, Go on. I bought I bought Bars a uh, a base an Alice Cooper baseball cap oh. and an Alice Cooper t shirt last night. Lovely, sixty quid. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Who, what? What? Where were your seats? You're a man of means. How good are these seats? Well, look, can I just tell you something about the merch? Oh, please. There's a slogan that he used on the cap. Yeah. And it's a, it's a reworking of an old slogan used by another musician, and I thought this was a beautiful thing. And the, I, I, you can have a guess, if you like, but you, I don't know if you'll get it. So, hang on, Alice Cooper has incorporated he's, someone he's else's... He took someone else's slogan and made it his own. I'm having that. Can you give a hint? Is it a bit of I'm having that? Um, no, Let's but he's, be honest. But really, what he's done with it is special. I I laughed. Is when it I, related to poison? It's it's related to um, a famous crooner who is no longer with us. I mean, if someone says frame, famous crooner, immediately, who do you think? I, I, well, immediately I go Sinatra. Yeah, and what was Sinatra's? Um, something about my way. Is 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 slogan? Oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. I did it. My, okay. It's, uh, 
it's old Alice Cooper's slogan is old black eyes is back <laughs> It doesn't get any better. This is still um, Frank, Emily, and Sarah, and we were um, talking about the Alice Cooper gig I went to at the at the O2. Can I just say, Frank? You know, Sarah, how I discovered that um, Boz was a fan of Alice Cooper. Go on. I was on a dog walk with him. <gasps> And we were just chatting about music generally. Well, it's my 10-year-old son, yeah. in, case you're, in case you're new to the show. And he just suddenly said, quite brilliantly out of nowhere, you know, uh, Alice Cooper's had the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> One of I the mean, best things Normally I've... you need some sort of trigger to drop something like that in a conversation. <laughs> That's, a, that's not normally a paragraph <laughs> beginning, is it? it? You know what I mean? It's a react, it's a response. But I'm, I'm, I was very happy when you told me that. Yeah. But it, there, I saw Alice Cooper about twenty years ago. Was that the last time you saw him? Yeah. And there was things. Um, last time I saw him in concert, certainly. Um, I've, I've interviewed him, and he was on Room One Hundred One. Would you believe? And one of the things he put in was balloon modelling. <laughs> And someone, um, uh, a guy made him a fantastic balloon model of Alice Cooper and we presented him oh, wow. and he's going, oh man, this is great and all that stuff. And the guy came in, the guy was really proud. And then um, as we was leaving, we said, Alice, do you want to take the uh, balloon model? And he said, didn't you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> I hate balloon model. <laughs> that wasn't an act. <laughs> so uh, no, he didn't take it. Was he the one, Frank, when you interviewed him, you had that profound experience and you felt great love for him? I experienced agape. I don't know what that I don't know what that word means. It's it's a Greek term and it's a sort of tremendous pure feeling of love. And it pure. doesn't have to be for a loved one. There is a theory when it that it was that's how we'll feel about each other in the afterlife. Absolutely. Anyway, I have had it. I once I was in a cafe and Emily went across the road for something. As she walked back, I had it for her. But it, that makes more sense because obviously I do I'd just love it. to the cash point at that point. Yeah, that could have been that. Ag- agrape. Agape. 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 And so, would you? Is it? Is it most noteworthy? I guess when you feel it for someone you don't know at exactly. all, and you just a pureness yeah, it's, fills your little it's heart. It's a weird thing because you just honestly they feel like. You're, you know, part of you. It's really mm. odd. Can you, can and I was halfway through an Alice Cooper interview <laughs> and it happened <laughs> with had, Alice. Yeah. Agape for Alice. Yeah. yeah. That's a good album. Agape, I would buy that. Agape for Alice. Yeah, old Agape's back. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and it was odd because I like every... You know, I grew up um, in the 70s. Alice Cooper was on the cover of all the Melody Makers and he was big, you know. But I'd never been, like, a mega fan. And it was just an unusual, random bloke. But now my kid is in love with him. It's sort of medi- quite cosmic. Mm. Anyway, he does these things that he does... Uh, he did then. He comes on in a straight jacket, slightly <laughs> slightly bending the current I like, He does uh, his things. You sound like a sort of tolerant <laughs> nana. He's doing his thing. Did I talk the other... Have I spoke about straight jackets on the show before? I only recently realised... We asked the producer. Only recently... Do you remember I was... Uh, there was an absolute radio um, Victorian asylum-themed publicity campaign. Can you believe that? <laughs> it was one of the great marketing errors of all time. And it was us looking through... It's like Ian, Ian Wright in a straight jacket looking through a barred window. Absolute right. Faces for right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway, um, straight jacket, I always thought it was because it was a straight piece of canvas, but it's not A-I-G-H-T, it's straight as in... Dire straight. In a straight, when you're in a oh, straight. You're, right, a straight jacket. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God, I love to learn. Don't yeah. you just love a little but, bit of learning? But who knew? I've been, I mean, when I think of how many times I've written straight jacket in letters to, you know, partners, exes, <laughs> and I've spelt it with a G-H <laughs> all those times. They must have <laughs> laughed at me behind my back. <laughs> Anyway, um, I'm, I'm just, um, I'm eating, a, Emily has given me one of her brunch bars to keep me going. 
What's what so so that you don't faint on air? Yeah, I, I ain't fainting on air. Do you have air. a little like blood sugar? Are you kind of a blood sugar susceptible kind of guy? I, I'm just if I'm just like like sweet stuff. Oh, you did, okay? You did I've started, a little sugar. I've kick. started to I I've started to get into that. You know the old guy. <laughs> Sweets, cakes, thing. You are, can I just say, it's not showing on you, though. I should, full disclosure, mm. Sarah and I, how did you feel about that this morning? Oh, right. yeah. I think we should raise what happened when we came the in The strangest thing. Now, there'll be people listening to who this is a commonplace. Mm, but I walked sure. in mm. and Emily said to me, Frank, you look great. <laughs> really? Oh, there and I is. said, I, She said, no, that is a great look for you. <laughs> And honestly, I had made no effort. <laughs> I, I have shoes, um, which I, they are, um, what are they, kickers? No, they're campers. I like campers, that I've seen your right. shoes once for seven seconds campers, and I know what they right. are and you don't. No, um, I had, um, I think they were a Christmas gift. We're Ca- not being paid. Campers Christmas, that was the uh, celebration. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we um, don't spit that on the desk, Emily. Um <laughs> That's my catchphrase. Not the first so time. So anyway, <laughs> we, um, I never know whether I love these shoes or hate these shoes. I really look at them sometimes and I think, oh, I've actually been out in those. Yeah. And then times when I think, ooh. I do think a camper shoe, mm. and just to prove that we're not being sponsored, I think a camper shoe <laughs> does generally accentuate width. Yes. <laughs> But I like that. You yes, like a wider lo- foot on well, the lady as because well. Because I'm afraid of drowning. You're yeah. afraid of drowning? I think if I fall into water with these on, I've got a chance of just the, flipping my life. They're going to just bring you up to the top. <laughs> no, I'd be like flippers. They're so big. Oh, I see. It's okay, like fine. Man from Atlantis. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I wish I could do that swim. You remember Man from Atlantis used to sort of undulate. That's oh, what I'm calling that. his swimming okay, style. Okay, all right. Do but you I... do, uh, do, you do uh, breaststroke or front court? No, I um, I undulate. <laughs> <laughs> do you really? And by the way, just, just a word to the wise, you've got seaweed on your ear. <laughs> Man from Atlantis. But I, the camper, I know what you mean, Sarah. It's um, they are white. These are no, very white. They're potentially polarizing. Let's be honest about I've, this. I've, I've, I hesitate to say this because I think it'll look too yeah. whatever it's going to look. I've never liked a camper. Okay. And today. It was because uh, where this story is going. Sorry to blow the end of it. It's just that I also walk in and was like Frank. Hello. Yeah, I know. And that's two women. No, saying what were you saying? Two women Which was saying so it. brilliant. Sarah said. You've re- I really love that look you served. Served. Oh, I did say yeah. served. It's watching a little too much RuPaul and a little bit, <laughs> a little bit too much of the show Pose. But anyway, I want to say that, that Emily responded largely to shoe. She she felt almost strangely like the shoe was the crowning glory of the mm-hmm. look. Mm-hmm. I felt that it was a neutral in an otherwise spectacular but understated look. I mean, I don't know how this has happened. You know, perhaps everyone has one day in their life when they Today get their look right. Look, Today guys, I day. just want to say, I think you're neglecting something, oh, Sarah, here, which on. is the thing we really, in some ways, in the Venn diagram... Mm-hmm. I see where you're going. This was, you see where I'm going? It's yeah. the jean. It's the soft black. It's oh, a soft jean. black on F. Skinner. <laughs> well... Okay, maybe I'll just be like the old Doctor Who's now and just wear this as my <laughs> as my uniform. Just wear it all the time. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is still uh, Frank Skinner, Sarah Barron, and Emily Dean. Um, I was talking about um, the Alice Cooper gig. I can't think of anything else. He was. He still gets um, guillotined. Which he did when I saw ah, him 20 years ago. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I don't think... I think one of the things that's chopped off is the L in the guillotine. <laughs> when you say he still gets... Well, is that, is that when a I signature saw it, move? Signature when, move? When I saw him 20 years ago, he get, yeah, what his, his wife um, is the MC of the... Um, of the guillotine His wife? Section. I have questions. Yeah, I've got questions too. Is a lot of eyeliner maybe? What's her look? She's quite gothic looking. Oh, and <laughs> I was did, surprised. As you watch no, she's her, she's very power dressed and office looking. No, do you know? I wish she was. I wish she was quite Amish in her clothing. Uh, no, that would be good. Yeah. Did she? How did she carry herself? She came, comes on in a cart. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of giant collars. <laughs> 
Sorry, what was the question, I'm curious. When you're watching her, a mm. family member comes on stage, for me, is always an uncomfortable moment. Because I don't want to watch someone on stage who doesn't deserve to be there. Oh. So did she carry herself in a way that said, no, no, this lady's got it? Or were you like, get the wife off stage, she lacks the charisma? Which was it? Well, I... Um... I think you know a seventy-four-year-old man. Sure. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to. But there's no reason to tour without his wife anymore. <laughs> yeah, there you so, go. So he takes her along, and they—they're a very, you know, he is like the king of shot rock. But they've been married. I think he's forty-six years. God, I'm very oh. conservative in as much yeah. as if I find out that someone famous has been with their partner through the whole. Th- I, so, I, be, I become. I, I, morning radio, but I... I know, oh, it's alluring. <laughs> it's alluring. That's oh, the word see, I want. See, I Kath. am Kath and I are the oh, same. Oh, I am my partner, in. My, yeah, Kath, my, my partner, she, if she finds out someone's been... As soon as I... T- I when I found this yes. out about Alice Cooper, I couldn't wait to tell Kath. Yes. That would cement him in a, a, in a you know litany does? of saints. Yes, completely. And what Kath, if Kath especially, <laughs> if she sees the wife and they're not very attractive, oh, she it. loves the guy oh, Yes. Anyway, that's not no, true you know of what uh, Cheryl is? Cooper. She looks great. <laughs> when you mention someone, Frank, you'll say, Frank will say, oh, yeah, I met so-and-so when I met his partner. And Kath will say, with her sort of eyes will narrow, and she'll say, how long have they been together? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. She wants to know the age difference and, and all the, that. Which is interesting, because you and Kath, there's a bit of a... Yes, 31 years. So, so the, not really. lied about that. I didn't have to neither insult nor compliment anyone. What I loved about that is you just moved through it. I just thought, I Whereas just got a, obviously I just got the correct response was, what? No. Get away from no. me, no, you no, no. monster. No, 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 because I would never express a real opinion if it meant someone would like me less. Okay. But yeah. well, what? That's a, you'd make a great politician. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was what I was born for. Um, but so what is, what is for Kath... Her cutoff, where she says this is appropriate and this grosses me out. What in terms of the age? Yeah, so is ten the... years is is ten years fine? Is twenty years horrendous? Is five years fine? But ten years? I, I don't know her if out? she's got a formula. I okay. do you know what. But think... you're right. She's thirteen years younger than me. Mm. Which there would have been a period when I met her. If I'd met her when I was thirty and she was seventeen, that would be. Dis- disgusting. disgusting. But then you all get to a certain age where it just blurs yeah, into an amorphous grey oldness. <laughs> Frank, would it just blur if yeah. you were with someone who was 13 years older? Um, See what I'm saying? Oh no, yeah. That, I, I it was doesn't once, always work the other way. I was once yeah. mocked on this show because I talked about how good a model in a swimsuit looked in a magazine advert. <laughs> yeah. And she was stepping into a walk in <laughs> bath. <laughs> So I've got, um, I got, I, I aim up as well as, uh, as, as a little down. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's I'm one fantastic. of the lucky ones. Okay, okay. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. So uh, there was a lovely moment off air when Emily and Sarah both looked up Cheryl Cooper, the wife of Alice Cooper. Desperately. And both said, she is exactly... Whatever you think Cheryl Cooper looks like is to the T what she then does look like. Okay, you know what I think it is? I'm going to go if Tim Burton directed an episode of Sex and the City. (laughs) Oh, my God, She's got to turn a phrase. She's got to turn a phrase. It's exactly it. Yeah. Can I, I tell you what I also loved is that one of you said, and oh, of course she's got one of those black leather studded bags. And what's great is in the corner of this studio is the producer's black leather studded oh. bag. Well, can I say, oh. Sarah, your producer, I think also, oh my gosh, she's holding up the bag right now and Sarah also looks like... Mm. An episode of Sex in the City if it was directed oh. by Tim Burton. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. She's but a can, Samantha. But, a bit more Hitchcock blonde, I would say. But can I okay. um, can I win you over? Because I read... I mean, I, obviously, I already love her because she's Alice's wife. But mm. she said a thing that I really liked. And this... If you're American, this might seem like a commonplace. But I, <laughs> I really liked it because there was a... Alice, um, I think quite sweetly in an interview, had said... Well, you know, if if Cheryl died, I wouldn't want to carry on anymore. Mm. And because he's Alice Cooper, the headline <laughs> became, 
Alice Cooper death pact. <laughs> <laughs> so they asked Cheryl, is it true that you and Alice have got a death pact? And she said, no, no he, that's not, forgive me. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> she said, that is not what he, he said. It's just an expression of love. And she said, I could not enter into a death pact mm. because I, I'm booked through 2028. <laughs> Oh, so I, I think she's good. Yeah. My like. husband asked me once if, if, if after we both died, we would mix our ashes together. And I felt fully mm. unprepared for that level of commitment. Oh, no. I was like, my whole life is yeah. enough. No, I don't want the ashes together. No, I, I don't. Yeah. Give me some that. space after death. I think that's, uh, yeah. that's a nice thing to put on a card. And also, you want your ex to be able to come to your grave yeah. and just say, oh, God, I never appreciated her. The one that got her. away. <laughs> Not you. She's mixed up with that guy she was with for 40 years. So there was something um, unique about this gig. I don't think I've ever been to a gig quite like this. It was a double-header gig. So not a support. They had a support act called uh, Creeper. Okay. Who did the standard 20-minute support app. Sorry, sorry. Creeper. I think I've met him, yeah. Yeah, okay. (laughs) And um, so it means that the other act, which was the cult, yeah? Do you know the cult? Can you you sing for me... As is no, your I way. can't because I don't oh, know their on. work. I don't you don't know the, can, the most so, famous song from the cult. Anybody? I don't even know that. They, I might be able they have to passed tell you. I dated by. one of them. Did you? You're a lot. Oh, Emily D. Who did you date? Are you prepared to say? Yes, it was brief. When I say dated, yeah, we, please we tell you me. Yeah, a little. Please encounter. tell me it was lead singer Ian Asprey. No, oh. it was. Billy Duffy. Oh, was it Billy Duffy? Okay, he was a central figure in the cult. I'm now, of course, at some point going to Google him and see if he looks as much like I think Billy Duffy will look as Cheryl Cooper did. Yes. Well, let me tell you something about um, that. So it means that when you see a band who you really like, i.e. Alice Cooper, you'll put up with 20 minutes someone else, blah, blah. Mm, But with a double header... Okay. You know, you're getting 75 minutes of okay. another band. All right. And I didn't know their stuff. And, and Boss, you know, was 10 after all. So we, we sat, and they sounded good, but it was just unfamiliar. Mm. But the lead singer, I've got, <laughs> I've got, a, I can't tell you now, this will have to be a clip. This will have to be an Ian Has, Asbury cliffhanger. <laughs> I've got to tell you about the lead singer because I, me and Boz were kind of looking at each other with our mouth agape. So um, more, more to come uh, after this. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Sarah Barron. We are not live, so do not text the show. You'll be wasting your money and we don't want you to do that. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, though, and email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. I was talking about a double-header gig I went to this week, which was um, the Colt and Alice Cooper. <laughs> now, I once proposed, by the way, um, doing... No, not proposed in that way. <laughs> I once... Oh, it's oh. the only way. How I, else do you propose no, at I the pro- Alice Cooper Colt If you'll gig. just let me complete this <laughs> sentence. I proposed a tour, and I thought... You know, when comics think, I've only really got about 45 minutes, I can't tour yet. Yeah. Of having three comedians, but like, like this, all names on the same bill, and call it the three tellers. Oh. That's because they tell jokes. <laughs> I know. I know. But um, I, I don't get, really didn't, like it. Didn't get any takers. <laughs> I don't like it. Well, the title doesn't matter, does it? If you got three top did comics, you, did you did you sort of put feelers out and got nothing I, back? I, I remember said to Jack D, "What do you think mm. about it?" He said, "No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to do that." <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> so that was that. Um, That's terrible. Um, so anyway, um, this was a double header: the Colt and Alice Cooper, and I, I. I don't know how, but the cult have just passed me by. Not I, me. I, I had a scent. No, not Emily. Um, but Ian Asprey, the singer, I sort of knew the name, but didn't know anything about him. But he was one of these guys. There was a lot of tambourine abuse. He was oh, one of those guys. <laughs> and um, 
a lot of chewed, a lot of mega chewed from uh, from I.I. Oh. And one of the, he started having a go at the audience in quite, I mean, there's a bit where he said, what, you you call that dancing? Oh, my to God. To this guy. And I thought, well, that's a bit. And he said, that's it, that's it, though, isn't it? We're gigs in the 21st century. This is what they're like. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, anyway, then he went on a bit. And then he, I, I don't know quite what had happened, but he said to this guy, I need an apology from you. Come on, <gasps> apologise. And he went right to the edge of the stage. <laughs> oh, my God. We're all a bit frightened. <laughs> but the thing that got me, uh, he, said, he said, oh, we got, look at this, we've got a, got a guy in a shirt. <laughs> what? He said, we've got a guy in a shirt. He said, this is a rock and roll gig, mate. You're in a shirt. Yeah, well, thanks for coming. He said, he said thanks for coming, Mr. Shirt. <laughs> Guy. I don't think he had like a dress, you know, a shirt with a collar and cuffs and all that. And it, it, it really robbed Asbury up the wrong way. Also, I think, Ian, things have changed a bit, love, since the 80s. Not everyone oh. goes to concerts in black vest tops and studs <laughs> on them. Could you tell if the audience was on his side or if they were like, dude, calm down? He's a middle aged guy trying to have a nice time. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't really. I mean, they weren't booing or anything like. I think there's a lot of love in the room uh-huh. for, for for him. Okay. Um, I think there were, you know, there were people who've come to see them. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'd come to see um, the AC. But uh, it was, and then at the end, he finished the gig and said, uh, "Thank you for supporting live music." <laughs> Well, okay, but what, what should we wear next time? We support it. Seeing as you're the one with all the answers. <gasps> Mr. Shirt. Mr. Shirt. Oh, Mr. Shirt. Must Mr. have woke up this morning and thought, oh, it's kind of, oh, I'm Mr. Shirt. Must have really oh. shook him up. How was, um, how was Billy? Was Billy playing? Billy Duffy? Um, probably. Okay. No, I think, yeah, I think they are, they are the, the central. He didn't wear a shirt. No, they were all, I, but I, I Asprey had a jacket, what, what, you know. What do you wear, what do you wear if you don't wear a shirt? A t-shirt? Like, I guess what's a acceptable? t-shirt, I get no top, I think, is the idea. And then you have okay. to see. Although you say that, how old is he? About 70 <laughs> No, I don't think he's that old. <laughs> It's a, what I like is that it, Alice has grown into the role of like risen corpse <laughs> thing. You know, it used to be a bit unbelievable in the old days, and now he's really embraced it. But I have to say this to summarise: Alice Cooper has got like the tightest band. They are brilliant. Oh wow! His voice is still oh, there. Made me a bit nervous. Oh, sorry. No, it's all right. It was actually he was brilliant. If, I don't know if he's got any shows left here, but honestly, I was I went as a, you know as to support my child, and I like Alice Cooper. I came away thinking, you know what, still got it. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I've got I've got a very key question here to your experience with Alice. Okay. I want to know who these days broadly is attending an Alice Cooper concert. Okay. So there you are, a gentleman of a certain age with your 10-year-old son. Mm. Who else is there? I'll tell you what's interesting about me and mm. Boz is that people, three different people said, oh, you've dragged him along to an Alice Cooper <laughs> kick. And I said, no, if you're looking at the drag marks, <laughs> check out my campers. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't have them on. Um, yes, uh, there was, a, there was a, a lot of mid, middle-aged, if you're going to live to... 120 sure. um, couples, <laughs> couple, husband and wife teams. Okay. Uh, wife in Alice Cooper t shirt or maybe dyed black hair. Bit of purple. There was the odd. Yeah, odd, a bit the odd, of purple. There was the odd, like, fairly standard outfit. And then you just pick out a skull earring. Yeah. Okay. okay. You know, it's a little bit, it's a whiff of Camden Town. Mm. Oh, a whiff of it. And nothing <laughs> communicates. 
nothing communicates more about the rest of someone's life than the yeah. choice of the color purple. Yeah. Not in the not in the the film and novel sense, but in a lady who likes to wear a little purple. Yeah. As a grown adult, <laughs> is saying some things about herself. Now, I say this is a woman who has a purple jumper, but this is the exception that proves the rule. Okay. No? Do I seem like a purple lady? Uh, there used to be a woman who owned a paper shop, a newspaper shop, uh, when <laughs> I was a youth, called Trudy. And she always wore a purple jumper. She, right. In those days, mm. you didn't identify people by their looks. She'd say, you know him, he wears a brown leather jacket. Everyone just wore the same. It was like everyone had a Doctor Who uniform. <laughs> and there was a there was a load of uh, paper kids, as we used to call them, delivery boys. Mm. And um, there was a couple of uh, West Indian kids who, from the days when they were like first generation, so they still had the West Indian accent. And they used to call her Trudy La Purple, which I always thought was lovely. Yeah, Trudy La Purple says. And it's just because she always saw the purple. It was a beautiful, poetic description of her. Mm. Uh, Trudy was not very... um, aging goth at all yeah. I'm not so let me let me be clear I'm not saying that purple is always <laughs> aging <laughs> goth yeah. I'm saying that you never find and I hate to genderize it but this is it tends to be more of a female thing than male mm. I, I have seen many a woman whose thing is that they wear purple okay. but I've never encountered a woman whose thing is I'm always in green it's it's always purple okay. and then of That's course there's that poem like when I'm an old woman I shall yeah. wear purple which is sorry not my favorite piece of poetry. Well, old women, when I was a, a child, used to have purple hair. Quite, um, you know, the purple rinse was a well, was and a thing. now it's coming yeah. back, but in a kind of yes, I'm aging, but aren't I cool way? Yes, a, a light pink, a light purple. I'm good for that. There was a woman I met uh, as we got off the boat. It was a, a woman who'd uh, come up from Birmingham with a a, a... a woman, I would say, was probably, what, late 30s, maybe. Mm. She had totally, totally pink hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course but, she did. But she had the Alice Cooper T-shirt and she was talking about, you know, she'd been to see a Motley Crue not long ago. So sure. he does fit into that rock crowd. He does. As well. But he so. brings the nanas along with him. Well, he brings adventurous nanas. Um, That's Frank's demographic, just FYI. Adventurous nanas. There is a... Do you want to explain it, Emily? I believe it was a woman... Did she she once date you, perhaps, Frank? No, I don't think she did. (laughs) One never knows. She was a friend of yours. But she sent She'd been to school with you or something. She sent in an email about knowing me in the past, enigmatically. Hello. And and her email address was adventurous (laughs) nana. She's probably just stepping into a walking bath <laughs> as we speak. Um, now we don't, we're not live today, so don't text us. But we have a whole archive of recent um, things that people have sent in about the show because yep. some people listen to the, the show on. Um, on the podcast and stuff. So, um, Sarah, what's what's in our archive? What we've got here, Frank, is last week we were discussing, I believe you brought up the old ghetto blaster, mm. which I, I heard that phrase fresh for the first time, which was fun. Well, you didn't even know it had reached England, which was... No, yes, of course. I, it, it feels like such a sort of urban American moment. Delighted yeah. to hear that it had crossed the proverbial pond. So we heard from Colin, who wrote in to say, Dear Frank, no sooner... Uh, can I stop you? I wish you'd said Colin. Because that's an American thing, isn't no. it? What is it with Colin Powell? Colin. No, 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 no. I'm glad we're getting into this Colin Powell exception. Really? Okay. Colin is the rule. Okay. Colin was doing his own thing. Can you imagine? And then what would you have done? Would you have made fun of me? Well, yeah. Well, I've never made the, fun I'm of you. I'm a guest. I'm here. I want to be liked. And you would have just thrown me under the bus. Yes. But. For a giggle. What yeah. I, what, at least it would have been a greyhound bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been a greyhound <laughs> bus. But. Um, to be fair to Colin. Colin, sure. Yeah, I think if I was going to be... what well, He was like the head of the US Armed Forces or yes, something. You don't yeah, want to yeah. be called Colin Powell. 
Because Colin no. Powell is that slightly older guy in sales who's been at the company for ages. Yes. He's got quite, he's a nice bloke, he's got quite Colin. bad dandruff. Yes. Oh, God, nothing worse. <laughs> That's so interesting. Why Colin, now that I'm thinking about it, fresh? Yeah. Because I've never heard it independently of Powell. Yeah. Right. It is a, he's just a tension seeker. I think, didn't he pass away recently or have oh, I completely invented no. that? Well, like you say, attention seeker. Oh. <laughs> um, I think um, Colin probably thought, look, I know it's Colin, but um, it sounds a bit like Conan the Barbarian, if I make it, because you'd never have Conan. got... It's clever. There would Listen. never have been Colin the Barbarian. Is, no, no, there would never have been. <laughs> it is clever, though, because it makes you, when you do that with your name... Yeah add a little quirk like that. It's <laughs> clever because it makes people have to think yeah. twice I, when no, they say your name. When Harry Webb know. when Harry Webb um, changed his adopted the stage name Cliff Richard <laughs> he um, was very careful not to have the S on the end. So when people said oh. Cliff Richard, said he go no, 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 Cliff Richard. And so he got an opportunity to say it twice and so it stopped. Although and nanas it, still say Cliff Richards. Yeah, they do. <laughs> but, you know, you can please some of the people all the time, etc. Okay. Anyway, okay. what what is what's Colin got I'm to gonna say? I'm going to tell Colin. you what he's got to say. Dear Frank, he begins, no sooner had you mentioned the former trend of carrying a ghetto blaster on your shoulder than I see and hear a man walking across the square today outside King's Cross Station in London, lugging his huge stereo player and belting out his favorite song. It's back. Baby, it, baby, it's back. It is back. <laughs> Please tell me this guy had a purple rinse as oh, well. Oh, if only he had. But no, what, what Colin continues to say is either you're psychic, although I'm not sure the Catholic Church allows that, or he <laughs> listens to your show, Life Imitating Art. Cheers, Colin. Well, I, I think, you know, uh, there was a theory, um, a, a, a critical, uh, literary critical theory in recent times uh, mm. of like a, the death of the author, that you don't need the mm. author, that... If Shakespeare hadn't written um, his plays, uh, mm. someone else would have written them. Was the theory? I'm not into it. Are you well, into it? I, it? I think in this, I was. I think I'm just feeling the return of the ghetto blaster zeitgeist. <laughs> yes. And then I'm expressing it, and now this guy is just getting the wave a little bit later than I am. But I've, I, it's happening. Certainly. It is becoming acceptable to listen to your music without headphones. That, yes. That we can all share mm. in whatever moment it is that you've decided you want musically yes i have a theory that masks and headphones were a tangly difficult combination and that's how this began mm. oh. all right mr shirt exactly there'll be more um, social theorizing from frank skinner after this we're just sharing some Previously, dot, yes. dot, dot, yes. um, topics we've covered uh, last week, actually, on the show. We, and some of your correspondents, we talked last week, do you remember, guys, about embarrassing sort of inadvertent mm. phone calls? Yes. Yeah, it's that, like, for example, when you think your phone is off and it isn't, you carry on talking. Oh, that kind exactly. of thing. Uh, Ali... Hold on, I'm just checking my phone now, just in case. Have you checked? But, but that's what it's like. As check. soon as someone mentions it, you have to check your phone. Yeah. Yep. Ali has uh, messaged us, or written to us, I should say. I was once accidentally caught singing along to I Was Born Under a Wandering Star oh mm. in full Lee Marvin voice mm. when my hands free in the car answered an incoming call without my noticing. <gasps> OK. Apparently it was impressive when played to the office on speakerphone. Oh, See, I, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Oh, I, th that unlocked this memory that I genuinely had suppressed, which is approximately 20 years ago. Mm. I was riding a bike home down one of the bridges in New York City. So just having this moment, I'm 23, I'm riding my mm. bike, and the Liz Fair song, I think it's Liz Fair, where she goes, 
I am extraordinary <laughs> if you'd only get to know me. And I'd been rejected by some dude. And I'm riding yeah. my bike down this bridge just being like, I am extraordinary <laughs> if you'd only get to know me. And someone else rode right past me. Oh. And that very private moment was overheard and I blocked it and it just came back. Oh, wow. Well, I'm sorry about that. Thanks so much. <laughs> I, I was, um, this isn't quite a phone call thing, but mm. it is a phone thing. I was in um, 11.30 mass one Sunday morning and my phone went off. I, my always oh, treble check. My, yeah, but it gets, I haven't finished. I haven't <laughs> finished. It went off and at the time my ringtone was three lions. Oh, oh, I nice. know. Nice. So it was all a bit Colin Powell. I don't often get embarrassed. <laughs> but I felt, it was like I was being folded and then folded again. You know that? How many times can you fold a piece of paper? It's like I felt <laughs> oh. like that. I wanted to grow small. Oh man, just pathetic. Oh. And we also have... I changed my ringtone on the strength of that experience. I can see where you would, mm. <laughs> Emily. We've also had a uh, well. We've had an Emily get in touch with us. Oh. Emily Jane Smith. I was once put on hold um, on a work call and started to tell my colleague how gorgeous the man's voice was and guessing what he might look like. Suddenly he said, Emily, when you're on hold, you can't hear me, but I can hear everything you say. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah, that could have been the start of a beautiful romance. Yeah, that could have been like uh, that David Niven film, A Matter of Life and Death, when the pilot's crashing and he's talking to this woman on the thing and then he, when he goes to heaven, he says, I want to go back, so I just fell in love and they send him back. Oh, oh. spoilers. <laughs> oh, the whole film is about whether or not they send him back. Matter oh, of I'm life sorry. and death. Sorry. I'm going to get the Niven estate will be... Uh... Oh, awful. This has been a long thing of mine that songs that have things in parentheses yeah. or brackets mm. afterwards. I always find that why why did they bother having <laughs> interesting? That bit? It's like yeah. they lack confidence in the entire concept. Now, what they've done if they've missed out on the it's um, Cliff Richard actually <laughs> they've missed out on that opportunity because if they'd have called it LSF people would have been saying what is the, you know that Kasabian song LSF what does that stand for mm. and then they got a bit they'd have got a bit of a buzz going on but now they, they give us the whole thing yeah showed us the working out Kasabian they're over explaining that's why you know you never see them anymore is it? Mm. Are they done now? Is Kasabian no, done? No it's quite a statement. I better not say there might be a rush on their shares. Also, we're Absolute Radio. No, no, they'll always be big on Absolute yeah, Radio. They may be massive, I don't know. It's you know, it's been a strange time for us all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all right, I played my it's been a strange time card, which can get you out of anything nowadays. It can. That's what I was thinking about when we got when we were talking about Mr. Shirt before. I was like, is the rage that led to Mr. Shirt Mm. just about the strangeness of the time? Yeah, everyone stayed in. in. Yeah, Yeah. so now he's yelling Mr. Shirt at a fan. (laughs) Yeah, who paid money to see you? But you know what? The legacy of that. I will now be yelling Mr. Shirt for the rest of my life. But Mr. Shirt probably (laughs) dashed from work. That's why he was in a shirt. Oh, I know. That's the thing. It was so in. Because he was so, you know, it's 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 hard to get to at the the O2 also, for a lot of people. It's expensive. Let's be honest, Ian. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. I can call you Ian. I think yeah. you can. In, relatively, quite intimately acquainted with one of your colleagues. True. Um, I feel I it's say not true. Cheap. I'm taking your word for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're not at the the underworld or one of these gigs now. No, I mean, it's expensive, an O2 gig. People yes. are going to wear yes. shirts. Because, yes, people are coming from their city, their job in the city, perhaps. Exactly, yeah. And they've got, they've got a shirt. And he's, the guy's took his, his tie off and his jacket. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Miss, oh, my God, if Mr. Shirt had had a tie oh, on. Are you kidding it, me? I tell you, if Mr. Shirt had become Mr. Necktie. Oh, God. <laughs> I, do, I think he would have leapt from the stage. <laughs> I, like a, just like a, a full body tackle. A crazed animal. <laughs> yeah. As he said, this is what gigs are like now in the 21st century. <laughs> All right. The 21st century. <laughs> <laughs> the 60 year old. Light review of the 21st century. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, Ian and the rest of us have sort of, you know, we've we've become acclimatised, mate. Be <laughs> straight with you. Oh, is he, can I ask a quick question? I will. Ian Astbury. 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 Yeah. Does he... What's the hair like now? Well, that, oh, that's a good point. And I have photographic evidence of this because I was so shocked. Because <laughs> I thought... He was he was a short-haired guy for okay. about eight songs. Oh, boy. And then he started messing with what I, I, I thought was a, a microphone, oh, what we used to call a Madonna microphone, but what young people call yeah. a microphone. <laughs> And he started, I realised he was adjusting a man bun and then it suddenly oh, there was oh. a cascade. I feel ill. I feel physically <laughs> nauseated. While behind you, yeah. your producer is sort of like fanning herself as though she finds it quite yeah, attractive. She likes the bun. No, 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 no. Well, it, he looked very, you know, Neil Oliver, the historian, who, a uh, Scottish guy who has those very long black hair. Does lots of shots standing on mountains. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not doing it for me. Yeah, I was. No. We had. He's on our because I recorded uh, one of his series and Buzz saw it. So what, what's that? What's that thing with Loki? I said no, that's not. <laughs> it's not Loki. But it's when it's hair, a historian. When the hair came down, I mean, I just how can I ask this delicately? Was it an Andre Agassi vibe you got from it? It was. It was. It was really? luxuriant. I just, it's, um, it's not... Oh, but I'm going to show you the pictures, but really, it was like a different... You know, I got excited about that quick change artist at the circus the other week. It was like that. Similar thing. But um, from a sort of barber's um, point of view. This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Sarah Barron. We are not live, so do not text the show. You've been told. I've got two exclamation marks on my announcement mm-hmm. sheet. Mm-hmm. Follow on Twitter and Instagram. That's that's okay. Um, at Frank on the radio. We put a picture of me with uh, the day I looked good. The one day I looked good. <laughs> and also email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co. UK. We've had a response, by the way, Sarah, oh. to Frank's um, yes, looking we good. Have. Oh, yeah. The really kind people have been, Frank. Oh, that's nice. I like kindness. Paul- Pauline Atkins, I think it might be my age, but my first thought was, those shoes look comfy. Yes. <laughs> well, it's the width, you see, as has been established, a camper width. I'm going to start saying, oh, it was a camper width away. It was width, a cam- so camper Just, width shoe. I, I'm going to start, there's a, when I was in the car this morning, the driver said one of those, you get a bus through there, this guy was taking a long time. I'm going to say, wait, that's a camper width. Either side there. The best unit of measurement we've ever heard was on, do you remember, Frank, Big Brother, when Lady Sol... Oh, yes. What did she say, Lady Sol? She said, um, a, a cat's paw... Of what was it she was talking about? It was, a, it was food, and someone oh, said, yeah. oh, how much of this Just do you a want? Just a cat's paw. Just a cat's paw. Yeah. An elegant use of language. Frank, I also, you know, from a place of love, want to correct you. I don't think this is the only day you've ever looked good. Okay. I think it's a day you nailed a new Luke. Okay, fair okay? enough. Okay? Okay. None of this self-deprecation. Come no, on. I, I'm, I'm, you know, this is a new experience for me, that people actually, when I walk in the room, going, wow. Hey. Yeah. Um, so I have a little story that I wanted to get into, a little something I saw in the news, if I may, yeah. Frank and Em. So in um, in Daylight Robbery News, yeah. classic, classic category of news story, <laughs> a customer at an Italian cafe got so angry about the cost of his espresso that he called the police. Oh. So this customer, he tells the police that the, and I've really practiced this pronunciation. Go Are you on. ready? Okay. Dita Artigianale. The Dita Artigianale Cafe had charged him two euros, so this is a pound 70, after making his decaf espresso, Mm. but didn't display the price clearly on the menu at the bar. So this is where the rage comes from. The owner of the cafe, which is in Florence, um, where the local price on average is one euro, okay, so it's almost double the average price, was handed a thousand euro fine by the police, and his his comment, his defense, Mm. 
quality has to be paid for. Yeah. He's okay? Wrong. And he's not wrong. What I love about this is that the call to the police, he actually followed through on making that call. Because <laughs> yeah. for me, if I, I, we've all been in a rage. I'm an enraged yeah. lady. So it's a very familiar feeling to me to be like, the rage is checking. But by the time I'm hitting the second nine mm. out of nine, 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 or whatever the Italian equivalent is, by that second nine, I'm going... Mm. All right, I need to I need to calm yeah. down here. But this yeah. guy's like, no, no, no. We're pol- powering through. I'm calling the police. It's I want this gone guy. That far. He goes. And that I also far. anticipated the police would say, yes, yes, sir. Well, we'll yeah. we'll look into it. <laughs> Put the phone down and say, yeah. honestly, people. They arrived and they find him. But what I liked was the the man, the the, the cafe man, did what I would call a rant <laughs> on uh, social media. And this is what he, the, the gist of the rant was. I opened this cafe um, and it's very highly priced coffee because mm-hmm. I'm going for the very, very best mm-hmm. stuff. He said, this coffee that I got the man was from a small plantation, <laughs> 1,600 metres in the Chic Chiapas region of Mexico. <laughs> Right. Don't, don't don't reveal the magic, mate. Uh, yes. I don't want to know how it's done. But he said I started that. He said, and now this man has has gone to the police and I've had to I can you believe he held up the, the form he'd been sent. And I thought, let me get this right. We're supposed to in this battle, we're supposed to side with the guy who has made a feature a feature out of overpricing. That's his thing. That's what he's going for. We're supposed to think, oh, what a shame for that guy who's made a feature out of overpricing his goods. He's been been caught out. No, I'm with the pedantic. I think I am with the pedantic as well, but what I really also like to picture Mm. how long has it taken for those police to come? And what is the dynamic and the small talk and the energy between cafe owner and angry patron as they wait for police to arrive? The question that that haunted me was this guy phoned the police, right? How angry would he have been if he'd had a caffeinated espresso? (laughs) SAS. Now, I really... We were talking about this uh, Florent... Well, it was in uh, Florence, wasn't Mm -hmm. it? It was Florentine. It was Florentine. (laughs) And what I liked... I mean, I loved everything about the man that called the police. As you can imagine, Frank... Mm. And as you may be growing to learn, so I mm. identified with the man that called the police. Mm. It, it sounds like all three of us are sort of more into the pedantry <laughs> than the overpricing. But as you so. said, it's 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 the it's the following it through yeah, the whole yeah, so thing wild. going that far. So wild. He committed respect. He called the police, and imagine how thrilled he was when they turned up. Oh. Was he, though? You see, that would be when I'd think, oh, should I have called the police? No, but but this this is the guy who does it, and the guy who does it, I think, and I, again, I say this with some bit of respect and, and being on his side, there was self-reflection, which is what you just sort of gave us, Frank, yeah. is not part of this guy's makeup. No. You're not thinking a lot about your choices. You're following through on your Here's instincts. Here's a question to you both. Mm. Have... Either of you, I'll ask you first, Frank Skinner, have you ever invoked the I'm calling the police? <gasps> that question first to Frank oh, Skinner. so I, dark, You know what? I don't think I ever have. Okay. I think the worst thing I've done in that kind of... A thing that when I heard myself say, I felt I immediately went from in the right to in the wrong. <laughs> was I was at yes. a, 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 a party... This is a long time ago, but I had a, a party at my... Um, Actually, not that long ago. Uh, a guy was just uh, drunk and annoying and mm. was annoying some people who I liked and weren't really able to cope with his annoyingness. And I'd said, look, you need to go. you just got to go. And okay. I knew him a bit. Mm-hmm. And as he, I said, just get out. And it was really got quite heavy. And as, as wow. he left, and I said, um, yeah, you know what? I'd never... Never come back. That's how it had got. By the time we got to the door, and then as he went, I said, "Get this. This is when it switched for me." And I said, "And that applies to my other properties as well." (laughs) And suddenly, I went from the good guy to the bad guy. In in a breath, 
Frank. Oh, man, I'm ashamed. And I, that I'm applies to my other properties as well. And did were you overheard by Kath? Were you, was there anyone? Well, I was overheard by God. Great, That's, you were overheard by That was my God. problem. Do you know what I like? It's very Lord Grantham in Downton Abbey. <laughs> it's how he'd see off some ruffians. Clear off. Oh, it was, uh, it was, it was bad. Anyway, oh, so, so, have you so ever, I've never called. I've never no. threatened to call the You're police. You're not the type to say I'm calling the police because it's a also, bit in Italy. In Italy, I'd be worried that they. You know, if you see the police in Italy, I'd be worried they might steal my partner or mafioso. something. Like. You're saying mafioso? No, no, I'm not. I'm saying they're all like really sexy and that the Italian <laughs> oh, police. Oh, in that way. Where was I? Oh, I recently. I I did for the first time. I did stand up on a cruise ship a couple of weeks ago, okay. which was its own thing. But for this reason I flew into Lisbon mm. oh, and let me yeah. tell you what okay <laughs> the the peep the gentlemen's yeah. working in like um, oh. airport security in Lisbon holy mackerel I mean I'm not saying they've got anything on Frank Skinner and his new Luke today <laughs> no. but they are some th- those are some cutie patoots Ooh. yeah well um it's good to know. Nevertheless. You should do a traveller's guide. I'm not saying there was a great joke at the end of that sentence, but I'm no. just informing people lest they want to know. I have never, ever called the police, Em. Have you said I'm going no. to? Have you threatened? No. I've never. It's, I'm not a threatener. I'm a, I rage. But yeah. it's more. I'm more likely to like repeatedly slam a door than I'm feeling threaten. In, in the rule of the old comedy rule of three that Emily has oh, at least threatened I, to call the police. Emily, have you yourself Threatened. Hold that answer and we'll find out after this. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We were talking earlier about whether we were I'm calling the police types. Mm. And something tells me both of you feel perhaps that falls to me, mm-hmm. that label. I was guessing. I yeah. can feel it off you. <laughs> can I tell you what I used to do when I was younger? Again, I'm not oh, proud of this. There's a okay. habit. I'm not proud of this, but I would say at a horribly precocious young age, I think I might have heard this in a film or something, mm. I would say... I'm. <laughs> oh, no. I would refer to a lawyer because I thought that sounded... <laughs> I think on some level. I think I'd heard it or something in Dallas or something. Yeah. So I would say um, I'll speak to my parents' lawyer, I would say. I don't even know if they had a lawyer. That's like the, gu- the girl in the John Wayne version of True Grit, which is my favourite <laughs> film of all time. Oh. He's always threatening people with my lawyer Daggard, who is this, and he turns up at the end eventually, but she's always saying, I oh, will get liar- lawyer Daggard to come and uh, sort it out. Oh, yeah. I just think, I thought that sounded more frightening. Yeah, well, it does. Just at sort of parties. It's, it's terrifying. Sort of, yeah, teenage years, if anyone was misbehaving. I, I, it didn't really work, but, but generally, with the police I have actually called I think I remember we called the police when a friend of mine was staying at our house and we had a tent in the garden and some local ruffians they stole something out of our tent we called the police then oh okay so that was for... I think that, that's... They stole yeah. our Walkman and our pink dungarees. My father. Oh, really? <laughs> what were they, ma- were they making a children's TV show? <laughs> on the cheap? <laughs> Play school presenters down on their lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure there's plenty of them around. Yeah, there you go. I was going to say, and then I... Uh, this story takes a slightly dark turn, but I'll try and get it out of the hole. My father called the police once, and I know mm. I'm talking to a very dog-friendly crowd. My father is not a dog person. Mm. And when I was like 12 years old, I was rollerblading. From the end of the road, a lady called out like, get off the pavement. My dog hates rollerblades. And I sort of as a child, you know, a 12 year old sort of pivot onto the grass to stop myself. The dog charges at me, jumps out of my stomach, bites through my oh. bites through my t-shirt. So I have like a little oh. scar to this day. Wow. And I'm sobbing and there's an adult yelling at me and I'm a child and you know, and I'm like I'm not hurt, but in mm. fact skin was broken. My father finds this out. Mm as someone who already doesn't love dogs, which we now understand my dad does like dogs. What he doesn't like is a certain kind of dog owner, which obviously this this lady personifies that kind of thing and went knocking door to door within like a two mile radius until he found this woman in the dog and got the dog taken away. 
Oh, what? <gasps> Can oh, I just say, thank wow. you for using the euphemism taken away. Yeah. Uh, no, it that. was taken, okay. I think. Oh, maybe okay. it wasn't just, taken okay. away, but that's what I was told as a child. Of course you were. Don't Another story. The tortoise is hibernating. Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, let's let's do that on Absolute Homicide, our sister our sister channel. Um, wow, that's, uh, yeah. My, my, my partner was uh, came in and said, I've been rot, rot cat. She said, I was running on Hampstead Heath and a dog has just bitten me. Oh and I God. thought, yeah, 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 yeah. And then she lowered her running trousers. Those were the days. Oh, here we go. <laughs> and there was blood running down her leg from this bite. And I said, oh, God, what did the owner say? She said, it was a woman. I, and I showed her. And she said, uh, well, he's never done that before. Oh, my... I said, imagine trying that. Imagine. That, if you were a defence lawyer... <laughs> uh, yes, this man uh, killed a man with an axe in a McDonald's. But to be fair... To be fair. He's yeah. never done first that of, before. First time. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. So this comes from Tom, who has written in to say, "Good morning, team. I was listening Good to this." Good morning, Tom. <laughs> Good morning, Tom. <laughs> yeah. I was listening to this week's podcast whilst reading an article about the Queen being shown around Chelsea Flower Show by the president of the Royal Horticultural Society, Keith Weed. Oh come on! Oh man! No, come on. He's very unwanted in yeah. our circles. As I read this, I thought, what a strange name for the role. And then you were discussing nominative determinism. Does Mr. Weed have to resign now this has come to light? I think if anything, he digs his heels in and says, I'm the only one for the job. (laughs) Digs! Yeah, uh, nominative determinism, of course, as we've often mentioned on the show, is when your name seems to have some effect on what happens to your life. So he's the president of the... It's called the R. Bomber Harris was a good example. Yes. The RHS, I believe it's called. And I know this because I came in this morning and I had a tag on my bag and the girls on the show, I think they thought I was being a bit... I was sort of being a bit boastful. Mm -hmm. Oh. I had, you know, one of those tags, like the Ascot tags. Have you seen them on bags? And it said on it... Royal Horticultural Society, Chelsea Flower Show. Here's the killer. After hours. Nice. Emily, here's the weed killer. If only they said after flowers. (laughs) (laughs) I was invited, I went to, I was invited via a charity called St Mungo's, which is a wonderful charity, but I went This is the Chelsea Flower Show. Chelsea Flower Show. It's a wonderful charity opposed to... Because, some quite rubbish charities. There are some you rubbish ones, I've got to be honest. <laughs> let's not, let's not go no. there. No, we'll, put it, we'll put them on our website. <laughs> they do horticultural therapy for okay. homelessness, which okay. I approve of. Um, anyway, I, I've never been. It was my first time and I, oh, I loved it. I lo- there were a lot of men which I liked. Interesting. With those sort of Panama hats. Oh, yeah. You know? They a, love they love a Panama. Oh, it's there a was no an from me, but but, no, but when you, no? the thing is with those Panama hats, <laughs> there's a certain you look inside and the label says Panama hat. It's a real brand. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. copyrighted brand. I thought it was a sort of genre, but it's a brand. <laughs> there was a gentleman with a pink shirt, of course. Mr. With a Panama. Shirt? <laughs> <laughs> he was what a week he's had. <laughs> That well-trodden path from the Chelsea Flower Show to Alice Cooper live. I've got to be off in a second. Can you keep an eye on the Delphiniums? (laughs) Yeah, Um, Yeah, I'm seeing the cult (laughs) at uh, 7.45. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. So, anyway, over at the Chelsea Flower Show, with the elderly gents in the Panama hats and the pink shirts... And the Delphiniums. Mm-hmm. I ran into uh, Kerry Godleman there. Oh, you familiar? Brilliant. Oh, yes. Huge Kerry fan. Godleman. We love her, but her mother, I'm obsessed by her mother. She started. Old Ma Godleman. Old Ma Godleman. <laughs> I love Old Ma Godleman. Okay. She's saying to Kerry, You and me, we should do a podcast. Kerry's like, No, Mum. No. <laughs> okay. 
And then she stops. She's picked a moment yeah. to ask her, Chelsea yeah, Fowler. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, once she's got the pollen <laughs> in her. <laughs> I loved her because she was, uh, she had the Frank Skinner approach to honesty. Mm. And she said, I'm nervous. It's okay. What I think this is okay. What right. did she say? I think this is okay. Uh, Kerry said, oh, you know, Emily does the show with Frank Skinner, Mum. She's a fan. Okay. But what she said, she put a little caveat in there, which I liked. She said, do you know, I really started to like him once he started playing that banjo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I said I've never found the police. <laughs> ah. <laughs> it's a ukulele! I know, anyway. I know. It's a, but I like the fact that it was that. It's that, it yeah. Was, and Kerry said, oh, she likes all those George Formby stuff. Oh, well, see, I've... Uh, but I, yeah. was, I think the phrase I, I really... Can, I think I can hear the creaking door of her back <laughs> I as got, we speak. I got the sense that she felt you'd cleaned up your act. Yeah, I think that, okay. yeah, she should not maybe not come to my Edinburgh show. Oh, no, you're not doing the blues Well, things. you know, it creeps in. I love, I mean... I'm fighting it's it. My f- I do, do, no, I don't think it should be fought. No, I think I it should be embraced. No, I can't listen to it. <laughs> I um, oh I tell you, you know why? I, um, I said I went to the O2 to see uh, the AC this mm. week. That was my second visit to the O2 in consecutive nights. What? I know. Can you imagine that? No, I can't level, imagine that much travel. It's just too much. What else? Did you take a boat both times? Um, I did, and I'd actually written in my diary O2 times two, which sounds like something that. <laughs> Einstein would write in his diary. <laughs> so, but I, my son was in a thing called Young Voices. Shut up. Which is half the O2 is school children in these white T-shirts singing. Okay. And there's a stage in the middle and the rest is just adoring parents. Okay, that's and sweet. if you hear, like, whatever it is, a few thousand school children singing like that... You know the sound effect they use for a locust attack in old films? <laughs> you know that sort of... It's, it, it's like... I, honestly, I was rushing to throw a tarpaulin over the crops when they first started. I was waiting to hear, see the tears coming down. You know when you hear children's... No. Oh, it was great. They did, uh, Yolanda, Yolanda Brown was on, you know, the sax player, and they did, uh, they did Lovely Day. Uh, Bill Withers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you know Bill Withers? Yeah. No, but thanks for the tip. <laughs> and um, thanks for the warning. The, so the ki- yeah, the kids did the day. Um, so, the, so you can oh, go lovely God. day, yeah, lovely yeah. day. Okay. And, yeah. Oh man. And did at the end of it, I lost uh, three fields of corn. <laughs> Um, anyway, it was great. It was great. Did it was you moving. feel moved? I was going to say, did you cry? So did you cool. cry? Um, I think I did cry at uh, at one point. Yeah, yeah you um, did cry. Yeah, it was very, very moving and and really did good. That, and it no one good. shouted, you, "You and your Mister White T-shirts." <laughs> no, no, no one shouted good. that. I'm I'm glad to say. So look, um, anyway, can I say? And I'm going to series five of my poetry podcast starts on Wednesday. You can download Ooh. Frank Skinner's poetry podcast wherever you get your podcast. Sarah, it's a, a joy having you in as ever. Thank you so um, much, Emily. It's always a joy having you in. And thanks to our uh, readers for listening to us this morning. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and if the creeks don't, oh, you can do it. I can't do it. Um, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.